I know that a lot of you are upset after TJ Finley was named Auburn's quarterback. I get it, but we're going to tell you why it's okay and why it was the right decision. TJ Finley should be Auburn's starting quarterback. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me, as he does every Monday, Lindsey Crosby of AuburnDaily.com, host of Locked On MLB Prospects as well. And man, it's finally here. TJ Finley has officially been named the starting quarterback for the Auburn Tigers. And, uh, just looking at this, Lizzie, the, the reaction was exactly what I thought it would be. Absolute panic and absolute concern for the upcoming season. But between me and you, uh, I think it was the right move. Yeah, people, I mean, when you said that TJ Finley was the starter, you would think that we just told everybody we're bringing back the Chandler Cox Cox cat spinning thing from Clemson for the entire season. I mean, it was, people are falling apart. The lockdown Auburn discord practically exploded. Correct. Uh, it, it is, it's something where like, I need people to understand that they made this decision for a reason. It, they didn't, Harson's not out here. Just like, he doesn't care. Like he legitimately thinks TJ Finley is the best quarterback right. for Auburn to play against Mercer on Saturday. And at a certain point, we just need to trust him. I'm there with you. All right, so the the main reason that TJ Finley is the right decision, should be Auburn's quarterback, is he was the best performer throughout fall camp. It was consistent, and it was steady, and we kept expecting somebody else to step up, and they didn't. And that does not mean that TJ Finley didn't step up. In fact, I think he did. But every message, Lindsay that this coaching staff put out, and even the players too, whether it was Coach Harson, whether it was Wesley Steiner, whether it was, you know, Coach Kiesau, everything we heard about TJ Finley was he was the best quarterback and he was the best leader and they were impressed with how he's leading the team. That's what we've heard consistently since they started practicing uh, a month ago. Yeah, and the big thing to me was we all thought Calzada was going to win the job over the summer. We thought Robbie Ashford was a great alternative as far as the skills that he had. And, right. you know, Calzada didn't do the things to win the job. Um, and then Ashford, I, I, this is what I find interesting about Robbie Ashford, is we've heard a lot of talk about positive stuff that he's done. You know, he's, he's so athletic, he's so fast, he's so hard to defend nobody's talked about him actually being a good quarterback. Sure. All of the compliments he gets are he's fast, he can run, he's dynamic with the ball in his hands, but nobody's like, man, he's a really good quarterback. Or something like he's coming along or he's really picked it up. Yeah. Which, which, look, everything that you just listened to, the two things I added on, are positive things. They are positive traits that you want in any player. And, and it's awesome coming from a quarterback. It just doesn't seem like it's the complete package yet. We're not saying that Robbie Ashford won't become that because I think he actually has a really solid chance to be better in the long run, but I think they went with the guy that will be better for this season, which makes sense when, when, when Brian Harson is presumably 
on the hot seat. So I, I, I like that note. I like that note. And, and look, Lindsay, there are reports that have come out of camp. And a lot of this has been posted in message boards and, and on Twitter and, and, you know, all of that. But that he has thrown, TJ Finley has thrown the most interceptions throughout fall camp. And, and I don't know the correct context for this. And it doesn't sound like a lot of people do. You would think he was with the ones the most, so he probably got the most snaps. Is that why? Was he going up against the other ones? Does, does that matter? I don't know. I mean, obviously throwing the most picks among all the quarterbacks is not a good thing. We saw TJ get picked by Donovan Kaufman at the open practice on Saturday. Is there any cause for concern about those reports surfacing from fall camp? I mean, you don't love it. Uh, there is there is a way to <laughs> sure. take all of those things and explain them, right? You could say, like you alluded to, he's with the ones, he's facing the best defense of the th- of, of the defenses, and he's probably getting the most snaps because you're trying to get him ready for, for, for a game. You can look at the fact that reportedly he knows the playbook the best. He's in his second year in the playbook. And so perhaps he's more confident to rather than taking the check down, he's more confident at taking the shot, uh, you know, throwing downfield, something like you can make all of these different cases. Uh, end of the day, if he threw the most interceptions and all things are equal, yeah, you don't love that. Right. But one, we don't know if they're equal or not. And then two, I think that he doesn't have to be an elite quarterback for Auburn. This is not a team that's going to throw the ball 50 times a game. I hope not. Yeah, that is that is not I, the game plan. I hope not, right. And so if TJ Finley can come in and improve incrementally from where he was last year, you know, 5% completion percentage, 6% completion percentage, um, you know, hitting a third a pass on third down to extend the drive when it would have been incomplete last year or throwing the ball away instead of taking a sack like last year, then you can let this running game and you can let this defense do work and you'd have to think that, it's a manageable situation. He only necessarily needs to manage the game more so than winning the game for Auburn. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of this. If if TJ Finley is the seventh, sixth, seventh, or eighth best quarterback in the SEC, I think Auburn can win a lot of games. And by a lot, I mean seven or eight. And I think that's enough to keep Brian Harson around, which I think is good for the long-term vision of this program. And so I just think if you have a guy that can take care of the football as well as kind of give you that deep threat if a receiver can step up. And it seems like Malcolm Johnson Jr. has. It seems like Coy Moore has. It seems like guys have stepped up from the receiver position. Camden Brown possibly down the stretch of the season. I think TJ has the arm to where you have to respect that. We'll see. They've got to obviously implement it and execute. But if you're able to do that, I think Auburn should be in a good situation with his defense and these running backs to be able to win all but one home game this year. And if you do that, you're at worst seven and five. Yeah. And, and that's kind of, kind of the saving grace here, right? Is do you have an advantageous home schedule, especially early a uh, bunch of teams injured and hair. Uh, now you have to go to Alabama to Georgia. You weren't counting on winning those games either way. Uh, so you have a chance for, for TJ Finley to get comfortable uh, with some some lower-level opponents before Penn State comes to town. 
And if for some reason you're not comfortable with how he performs as the number one, you have some get right games to get someone else, Robbie Ashford presumably, up to speed before your first real test when Penn State comes to Auburn. All right, we have three other reasons why TJ Finley being Auburn starter is the right move. We'll tell you what those are in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Hey, are you one of those people who think it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. Absolutely wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone on the road around you. I mean, that is talking about a buzzkill. Literally. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. It's as simple as that. Drive high or get a DUI. You're listening to Locked on Auburn. Zach Blackerby, Lindsey Crosby here with you on this Monday. Another reason why TJ Finley was the right move to be Auburn's QB1 to start the season is he knows Harson's system the best. TJ Finley was the only quarterback in this room that's on scholarship, of course, that was here a year ago. He knows Harson's system. I'm sure there were changes to his system as they changed offensive coordinators, but it sounds like talking to players and, and folks close to the situation that there's not going to be a drastic difference there. I think they're going to try to run the ball more like you touched on last segment, Lindsay. But obviously, one year in the system gives you a way more experience than the three newcomers. Competed with two transfers, and then obviously a true freshman with Holden Gurner, who uh, was an early enrollee. So that's another point in TJ Finley's favor, if you ask me. Yeah, and there's a an anecdote. I can't remember if it was told to me on the record, off the record, so I'm just going to kind of be careful here. But about uh, there was a quarterback who, in practice, didn't notice that the running back was lined up in the wrong place. Like the running back's on the wrong side of the formation and he didn't notice it and he didn't correct it and they ran the play. And something like that, like that is, you can tell things like that drive Brian Harson nuts. What was the conversation we had at the very beginning of last season, three, four weeks in, talking about the wide receivers, all of the lining up the wrong place, pre-snap penalties, sure, just sloppy play, not knowing what they were supposed to be doing. And so he fires the wide receivers coach like four games into the season. Mm -hmm. And the new guy that comes in to fix it, fixes it. And for the most part, that problem is solved. Like Brian Harson cares very, very much about the small details, the little things like that. And TJ Finley, by virtue of having been here for a full year and having worked in the playbook, understands these things better and that is a a trait that he has that Harson values maybe more than the average fan does. Right. And then I, I also think, you know, just his experience, a year in the system combined with this extra year of buy-in, right, with, with the mass exodus that I don't think was dramatic as everybody made it out to be, um, probably myself included, honestly. But th this return, this buy-in paired with that, I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be good across the board. Another reason, Lindsay that I think TJ was the right move. He had every chance to not win the job, yet he did win it. He could have transferred. Two guys coming in and the hot shot freshman rolling in. He had every opportunity to leave, sit out somewhere, and then kind of get his eligibility back a year later. And nobody gave him a shot, myself included, over the course of the summer. But what did he do? He kept showing up and he kept working. 
that to me it says you know a lot about what you want uh you know between the years and when you open up and look at his heart that's what you want in a quarterback and a lot of the the players have commented on that there's been talk about tj finley as a leader in the locker room one of the reasons he's a leader is that right there you know coming in and just being quiet doing his job doing the work required despite the fact that like you said they brought in two other guys for his same position. They said, we don't think you're good enough. We're going to bring in two outside guys, including the guy who has started games in the SEC. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to bring them in to take your job. And he stuck around. He put, you know, he, he fought through it. I did local radio the other day. And one of the radio hosts was talking to me. He said, I was in a room with Tank Bigsby recently. And Tank said, that dude's my quarterback. I believe in TJ Finley. And it's something where Tank has watched him do the work. And the team is behind him. There's there's buy-in from um, the position groups that TJ Finley deserves to be the starting quarterback and we are going to support him. And you really can't understate how much the buy-in from your teammates uh, means to a player, but how big it is for the program. We talked about everybody buying into what Coach Brian Harson's doing. Uh, this is the players buying into what TJ Finley is doing. Yeah, and there was all that excitement. And once again, I was part of this. When... Uh, Zach Calzada's quarterback trainer posted the the social media videos, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, he looks so good. He I looks he looks fantastic. We all did. Let's don't act like we didn't. We all yeah. did. Uh, and there's folks that are like, well, I did it. I did. I'm like, stop. Yes, you did. We all we yeah. all got it so excited. And part of that's just um, the fact and a symptom of being away from football for so long. It's just like, man, we miss it. We needed it. Let's overreact to every little bit of uh, morsel of news that we possibly can. But I just think back to when I was 20, 21, 22 years old. If, if somebody I was competing with saw that and I was aware of the attention they were getting, I would have sprinted to social media or to the practice field and gave a, a, a phone to somebody like, hey, film me throwing some passes real quick. I want to show people I'm working too. And he didn't. He didn't care because he knew it came down to what happened in fall camp. And to me, that shows, you know, a lot of people want to call him immature and all that. That shows a lot of maturity to me. Yeah, to, to not immediately be like, I have to respond to this and, and try to just hastily get something out. I mean, like you said, bigger man than me. First thing I didn't you know, and first thing I'd have done has been like, let's get, let's, let's get one of me doing, I'm going to do that, that route, but faster and five yards deeper. Like, right, yeah. I'm going to get that out, but it's 15 yard out, not a 10. Let's, let's, let's do this. And it would have been just been, Mm-hmm. escalating videos. So shout out TJ Finley for, for just putting your head down and doing the work. And that is Brian Harson's thing is guys that work. I mean, what has he done so far as far as uh, putting guys on scholarship? He put a running back on scholarship. He put a linebacker on scholarship. The two positions where you're expected to just get in and hit somebody, um, you know, guys who have been here, who have worked hard. They're the ones who got the scholarships Yep, from, from the walk-on group. I mean, this is what Brian Harson believes in is work, hard work. Nice. Little creed action. Nice. You got you get uh, 10 extra points for that. Uh, Thank you. The, the last note is I, I think we're supposed to have faith in Harson's ability to develop a quarterback. So once the news broke, I put out a graphic, TJ Finley, QB1, and a lot of it was either, oh my gosh, we're screwed, or oh my gosh, we got to get behind our guy, which is fine, whatever. I'm not telling people what to think. But there was one comment that stuck out to me and I just have a hard time wrapping my head around the logic. Usually I can see where people are coming from. 
Mm-hmm. That's when I had a hard time, and I'm paraphrasing here. But the gist of it was, well, this is proof. This is just proof that Harson can't develop a quarterback. And I'm like, oh. well, he gave it to the guy that's been here the longest. So, like, that doesn't, if anything, I think this is proof that he can develop quarterbacks. And I think that's what we need to be excited about. And after a year in the system, what we've seen in open practices and what we've heard is TJ is significantly better than he was a year ago. Is it good enough? I don't know. We, we won't know that until probably week eight or nine. But it's happening. He's improving. And he's going to have to improve once the season starts. Like we said on the show yesterday when Daryl hopped on, the passing game is still not where it needs to be. TJ Finley being named the quarterback does not mean he is an elite SEC quarterback. It means he's the best quarterback on Auburn's roster. And people need to understand the difference of that. You're not guaranteed an elite SEC quarterback just because you have a a handful of guys competing for the job. That's not what that means. But this coaching staff thinks that TJ Finley is probably the most likely to be elite, so that's why they started him. Um, Do you have any thoughts on that before uh, before we move on? We always forget that guys are allowed to get better from year to year. Yep, right. I mean, Bo Nix's best year of his career was last year sure. under Brian Harson. Yep. So assume that level of development. I, I think if that happens, I think a lot of Bomber fans will be happy. All right, so this news is big. This news is a big deal. Obviously, going to the game week, first week against Mercer. But was it handled correctly? We'll touch on that next, right here on Locked On Auburn. I want to encourage folks to check out the Locked Out Auburn Discord. As Lindsay mentioned, it was the place to be. It was a wild, wild place. After the news happened, it's going to be like that all season. So join. All you have, it's free. All you have to do is click the link below in the episode description, or if you're listening on audio, it's in the show notes. Check that out. Join at the Discord. Would really, really appreciate it. So this came, the, the, the TJ Finley news came from a, um, an ESPN report. Chris Lowe. And as that happened, there then became a wave of reports from beat writers that were like, well, the team, the team hadn't been told that. And then after the fact, I think Hokinson reported that TJ Finley was then later told that he would be the starter. And I'm just trying to wrap my head around what that process was and why that was the process. Um, why? How would that get leaked to an ESPN guy before you talk to the team? Like, that is such a weird thing to me and a major unforced error. Unforced error is the best way to put it. Chris Lowe is the same ESPN reporter. And nothing against him, this is his job. Chris Lowe is the same ESPN reporter that talked to Harson during that whole stuff in February. He's the same guy that got the exclusive with Harson, um, and so it feels like there's a bit of a relationship there. Sure, but like you said, unforced error. There's no reason that a quarterback who was in the competition, whether he won it or lost it, should learn that from anybody other than his coaching staff. Uh, should you should not learn it from Twitter. You should not learn it from somebody telling you in a meeting room because they saw it on Twitter. You should not get a random text from somebody, and so. If you are, and I don't know how Lowe got it. I'm assuming somebody, I assume somebody in the coaching staff told him. I don't understand why you would tell anybody before the players. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, even even if somebody in the coaching staff told Lowe, 
hey, we're going with TJ, but hold on for a second. Like, why would you, why is that the order that you're doing things to begin with? Like, that, that's, that's what I'm having. A, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah. But I can't think of steps and a progression that makes sense. There were some people that were picking at it, saying that, like, you should give it to a local person that's been covering the team, covering the I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because you want ESPN to have the story. You want ESPN to have ownership of it. It's more likely to get more pub that way. But the whole, like, and also, like, the Auburn beat hasn't necessarily been his friend. I mean, there's definitely some outliers there. But as a whole, like, I don't blame him for going that route. But the timing and the order of it is just odd to me. And, And once again, I'm trying to think of a way that would make sense like, did Lowe just drop it too early? Like, that doesn't make sense. Why would he do that? The only thing that I can think of that makes sense logistically here is if if I'm the coach, I I have a text that I'm writing, you know, because I've been talking to this reporter, and my plan is I am going to get up from this office, walk into their meeting room, and tell them. And maybe I go ahead and hit send, walk down to their meeting room, and they're not there. Now, that's pretty dumb to not know where they are middle of the day. Um, But the only thing I can think of is it's like, well, I'm going to go do that right now. There's no way he'll get it out before I walk down the hall. And then you walk down the hall and they're not there. I think think Lowe sat on it for a second, though, because as soon as he tweeted it out, ESPN put out an article. Oh, they had a story ready. Okay, yeah. So, then, so I don't case, know. I, I, I don't know if because, yeah, because I got the alert on my phone and I opened it and there was a story. And so like I don't know if that... I don't know. Like once again, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I, I can't find an order that makes sense where he's like putting the player first. Like it, it's just a weird thing because obviously, as soon as you see that, a lot of Auburn fans started tagging TJ Finley and were like, "All right, TJ, let's do this." And so like I can just I don't know how online TJ Finley is. He doesn't seem to be super active on Twitter. Seems like more of an Instagram and Snapchat guy. But the the whole like. I, I could just imagine sitting somewhere and like your phone blowing up with all these mentions and it's like, did I win the job? Like what? What's going on there? So I kind of hate that for him. Man's eating um, a burrito bowl and finds out like he's yeah. elbows deep in black beans and he's like, wait, what? I'm the starter? <laughs> like that's not how it should happen. No. Make the moment. No. And then also the other side of it, what about Robbie? And what about Zach? Yeah. Like that, it sounds like that's how they found out too. So that's, um, I hate that for them, and I hope that's not true. I hope that's not how it happened, but it seems like reports have confirmed that is how it happened. So we'll see. Very frustrating. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Lindsay, how can people find you, hear you, read you, all that stuff? I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. My show, Locked in MLB Prospects, is available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Great week this week. The, the, the Auburn writing, auburndaily.com. Yep. We've got baseball we've got football we've got Lindsay's locks every friday and then the merch aushirts.com yes sir yes sir be sure to check out Lindsay and all of those places um he does a great job on all of it uh you can follow me on twitter at z blackerby hey if you're listening to this on monday barbaritos three o'clock in auburn by the mall charlie five and i will be recording uh tuesdays charlie tuesday edition of locked on auburn live at barbaritos be sure to check that out also on tomorrow's show John Samuel Shanker makes his first appearance as he will join us every week throughout the season. All that and more tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn.